We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Lucky Lefty Podcast? The Anora Boys are in the building. I got my energy back. That's right. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. Man, left. Fantastic weekend. I have tons of stuff to get to. How are you feeling, bro? Feeling great, man. Back to start the week on top. And uh, we're here again, man, getting closer to all things football, especially in the spring. So, yes, this morning, five-star defensive tackle, Chicago, Illinois, St. Ignatius College Prep, Justin Scott said he'll be visiting Notre Dame this upcoming weekend on the 25th. I'll be in town. Uh, that'll be right after the pro day. Second practice of the weekend. I mean, second practice of the spring. The first practice is Wednesday. So we'll be there. I'm sure at some point we'll cross paths, dap. Uh, we're not exactly allowed to talk to recruits when they're on campus. But you best believe once he uh, leaves campus, you best believe we're going to have the inside info on how the visit went. He'll all also be there with five-star tight end Jaden Riddell out of St. Louis. So this is a huge recruiting weekend for Notre Dame. We'll give you the inside intel. I text with him this morning. Got a little uh, information. We'll share that with you. Don't forget, tap in with Irish Breakdown, Brian Driscoll, and Ryan Roberts right after our show. I'm sure they'll get to That's that. Right. The pot of gold, 25 offers that went out this weekend. Myself and Left will be back tomorrow with our top five offers that were given out mm. on Friday. Our top five offers, the top five kids that we feel like, yo, Notre Dame has to reel in these situations. And it's funny because, in my opinion, Notre Dame dropped the ball because when they sent out the pot of gold last year, Justin Scott didn't receive one. Mm, in, my, in my opinion, that was <laughs> once again, 
this recruitment, in my opinion, should be over. Should flat out should be done. But and it almost was done on January 31st. And then he decided to forego that commitment date and do his due diligence. So we'll get into some of the things we talked about. We'll get into why it was important. Because after talking to him, understanding that he was going to take visits, he'll probably visit Georgia. He'll visit Ohio State again. And he'll visit Michigan. Because Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame were his top three. Yeah. Before Georgia came a calling with their offer in January. So those will be the visits. He, he'll do his due diligence. And we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, dive into it. Shout out to Nail Ivy. Let me tell you something. Tremendous coaching job. Regardless Nobody. of whether or not the games were at home at Purcell Pavilion, down your best player. Olivia Miles would not be available for the tournament. And once again, she guides Notre Dame to the Sweet 16. And it's impressive because they went from a perimeter team with Olivia Miles and Centron. And now they've pounded the they man is Westfall and Ebo on the inside. They're pounding the ball in the paint. Great win, gritty win yesterday. And Yo, salute. I'm telling you. Salute telling to her. You. I'm telling you. Look, don't let her win one. Salute. Win one. Salute. I see Notre Dame. I see in the chat Notre Dame fans are still in their feelings. Look, I understand, man. Seeing Brandon Hillman commit the note to uh, Michigan over the weekend, it stung a little bit. Yeah. It did. It, yeah. it stung a little bit. It stung a little bit, but hey, it is what it is. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. We're going to get to that as well. You weren't with us on Friday, but Cam, and this is going to lead to the LL question of the day. Cam McDaniel said something, and he said maybe Notre Dame fans need to change their perspective. Mm. So the LL question of the day, Notre Dame fans, would you be cool with one national championship every 10 years? Would you be okay if Notre Dame won one national championship every 10 years. LL question of the day. Because, you know, for a while there, I was greedy. I wanted two and three years. I wanted (laughs) two and five. I think for Marcus Freeman, no. Before, if we had, like, I think with Marcus Freeman, I think two or three would be amazing. But I would Bro. like to see Marcus Freeman not be there for 10 years and win one. At this point? I mean, at it, this point, yes. But uh, but ideally, it would be nice to see in 10 years he leave with two or three. I mean, that would – yeah. Forget leaving. What you leaving for? You got two or three? Where you going? To the NFL? Oh, I mean, shoot. Go anywhere at that point. It depends. I mean, is Notre Dame going to pay him if he went two or three? That's the question. <laughs> oh, man. Doma Wap says, absolutely. Brian Loftus, thank you for tapping in. At this point, yes, man, it's been 35 years. Coach Vic said, yes, until we get that one. 
Uh, Anthony O said, nope, I want to win every year. Who else do we have? Old Grim. Thank you for tapping in. He said he wants one every six years. It's pretty good. One every six. That's 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 to keep you relevant enough. And Anthony Solomon says one every five isn't too much to ask, correct? That's not too much to ask. I think if you win one every five, that means your recruiting cycle is, is pretty consistent. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Also, YouTube, Lucky Lefty Channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash that like button for us. All of our great content. Man, it's every Sunday, don't forget to download the best of Lucky Lefty. CFB Nation, Irish Breakdown. Gotcha. This week's version of Best of Lucky Lefty was our interview with the Slippery Fox, Chris Fink. The Slippery Fox himself. Go over there to Irish Breakdown and download that. If you didn't drop that, we dropped the best of every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know. We spit it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> Double down, said. Hell yes, it's been since 1988. It's been a good minute. Dude, let's see who else. Uh, Richard Powell, thank you for tapping in. I would accept one every 10, provided we were top four every year of those 10. That means we're seriously competing for everyone, for one every year. Yeah. Okay. Not let's bad. see. Kendrick, he. I'm good with one every 10 years as long as we're contenders every year. Well, heck, contenders means you make it into the playoff, right? Because the playoff is about to expand. Yeah. And Notre Dame more than likely is going to be able, they don't feel the pressure with the expansion to have to go undefeated now every year. Would you back off the schedule, left? If you were Jack Swarbrick and you don't have that pressure to have a tremendous schedule without the conference affiliation, 
and now you can actually lose a game and still get into the playoff, would you lessen the difficulty of the schedule moving forward? I think if if I'm Jack Swarbrick, you would want to maintain that level of strength uh, to pull the attraction throughout the season. I do believe that uh, it keeps recruiting up when you continue to keep up competitive games. I mean, I can speak personally. I love the fact that the schedule was the way it was because I wanted to play the best teams around the country instead of just thinking, oh, I got to go SEC mm-hmm. or, oh, I got to go Big Ten exclusively. So being able to uh, have that, we're not just playing Tulane and North Texas every week. We're playing formidable teams that's worth watching on TV. I think that playing top competition throughout the regular season uh, is really good not only for the the program, but it's good for the kids to, uh, you know, get a chance to see their level of expertise and their level of uh, play compared to other talented teams that, you know, could be their homeboys that go to other top schools or uh, teams that are really competitive in the year. I think adding strength to the schedule will be even better uh, regardless of the playoff system, especially having the confidence of what Marcus Freeman is bringing to the the program and, and how he's building it. That is, I think it would be good to have these games because it would make our prospects better and continue that NFL pipeline that we have. I can see that. You know, I think with the, We've talked about it before, right? Stanford going in the opposite direction. Should you drop them off, especially with UCLA coming into the Big Ten with USC, and you just alternate or just play home and away with USC and UCLA every year? Yeah. Right? Uh, You can do that. Or you can just add maybe another Pac-12. Heck, throw Deion Sanders and Colorado on the schedule down the line. You know? I wouldn't mind going up there in the snow and kicking their tails. Yeah. Wouldn't mind it at all. So it should be very interesting to see how Notre Dame navigates things and whether or not they choose to take some of the tough games and add some mid-tier games. I don't want to say mid-tier, but I mean, you know, that just goes against the brand, though. You know, Notre Dame is all about playing a tough national schedule. And yeah. that is the brand. That's you the know, brand. That's, that's part of the pitch of recruiting as well. So, Yeah, you don't want to lose that edge that you have as Notre Dame being a powerhouse playing other competitive teams. I mean, that's how they built uh, the resume as being, quote-unquote, America's favorite team yeah. back when radio started. They were playing across the country, teams in uh, – other fans were excited when Notre Dame came to your city because it brought the attention similar to now. I mean, we gave Ohio State one of their best games of the season uh, because we came to town, you know, and it was a night game and LeBron came for us. So uh, I think it's something that uh, can be said that that helps in recruiting. It helps uh, make the case of why being independent as Notre Dame and the brand is even – uh, more valuable and worthwhile is because we're doing 
things on our own schedule. Uh, coming to Notre Dame, your schedule can look different every year. We had yeah. Texas one year. We got USC every year. We got LSU a year. I mean, you know, I think if you're a competitive athlete in high school, Notre Dame is no doubt one of the schedules that you're putting at your top three, you know, off the bat. I know two SEC schools have probably been there. I feel like Ohio State loses in recruiting because of their schedule a little bit. And um, and I think it does have some negative impact when the only games that people are caring about uh, are the, the game at the end of the year and maybe at the game at the beginning of the year. But, you know, I think it's interesting. Let me write this down. 1432 from Malik gets us to go viral on Ohio State websites again. I love it. I love it. I love it, baby. You keep us going. You keep us tagged into Ohio State and Ohio State fans. Well, I love it. Keep doing it. We love mail. We love you, Buckeye fans. This Aguas for you. I'm just, but, but seriously, I mean, Alabama keeps consistent recruiting throughout the 10 years or so that they've been doing it because the strength, the strength of schedule and the fact that, yeah, they play at Sam Houston State or whatever, but it's the SEC. So you can sneak in some of them teams that Ohio State on a consistent basis. I mean, you know, I think Chase Young would have got more experience playing in the SEC, preparing for the NFL than yeah. one of the Big Ten and just dominating – Michigan tackles once every 11 games and then going to the playoffs against a team outside of that scope in the Big Ten and looking regular, you know, against Trevor Lawrence in the game. So, yeah, it's interesting. I got Coach Vic Seven said something very interesting and left. He said, actually, I want the Tom Izzo status. Every four-year player should play in at least one Final Four game. And that is something that has been part of his recruitment pitch is that every player that plays for me goes to a final four and you have to feel pretty good hearing that as a recruit think about how Alabama feels every every person that leaves here is leaving with a couple of rings you're going to get an SEC ring for sure well not the last two years but the last 10 you're going to get a conference ring Yeah, love them Gonna get a couple of them championship rings, and you're gonna have like 40 wins under your belt. <laughs> 30, 40 wins under your belt, 60 wins as a class, something ridiculous, you know. <laughs> and and, if you first, come in, and first round status. You coming in in 20, my year, you coming in 2014, 2013. You were out. Nick Saban was like, tell him, he told me on the phone, he said, listen. Come here, yeah. You're gonna compete, but you're gonna leave with some hardware. And you're gonna go to the league, and that's yeah. and right after that, I mean, you got Derrick Henry, you got you know all the monsters they got. So that's the recruiting pitch. I would love Marcus Freeman to say, yeah, like you come here, you're gonna leave with a national championship, a couple of, them. and saying that recruiting pitch for five years, ten years. It wasn't until lately where he's like, look, we're going to be in, in the running. Before right. he used to say, we're winning it. Now he's saying, we're in the running. We're going to be in the in the last couple games. Marcus Freeman, 
you know, what a what an easy recruiting pitch. You probably wouldn't have to fly around that much. How much do you think Nick Saban's really flying around these days? Nick Saban didn't even interview Tommy face to face in Tuscaloosa, bro. Like, it, look, he he's on his he's on his Godfather stuff so heavy right now. It's it's crazy. Because all the recruits that I that I see in Alabama, they in his office taking the oh, pictures. Facts. They not, they they not catching Nick Saban at no party. I haven't seen Nick Saban. In a recruiting picture in like five years, bro. <laughs> if you taking a picture with Saban, it's in his office. <laughs> that cat Saban just appears out of nowhere, like first day of spring practice. Like, oh snap, there's coach. There, coach. There's coach there, right there. there. <laughs> you didn't see your strength coach the whole time, your position coach, maybe, but you ain't seen Saban to that <laughs> get the blow on the whistle. <laughs> Nick, I mean, yo, but I mean, when you build the brand to where it recruits itself, I now mean, I his, think he purposely, right he purpose, he was very purposeful and intentional with this 23 class because he knew that things were slipping and he saw how strong Georgia was getting. So it's personal for him now. Oh, right? yeah. It's yeah, personal yeah, yeah. for him now, right? Because he lost he to Kirby. George, yeah, he thinks about beating George. He had never and lost to one of his former coaches. Yeah, yeah. He did yeah. there probably got Kelly circled on the schedule. Right. So <laughs> Kelly's he, <laughs> the SEC should definitely be very interesting. Very interesting in 2023. Oh, Lucky wait. Lefty Podcast was good. Shout out Amir Carlisle. My okay. guy, director of player personnel at ND now. Congratulations. Oh, that's man. right. I saw that. Man, that's you know, surprise. Look, I'm gonna chop it up with him when I see him this weekend. But that is Heck huge. Yeah. Huge. That is huge. Did I you know, know did you know he was interviewing for the job? <laughs> I had listen, last time I talked to Mia, he was working on building this bank app for you know, some super tech finance things. Awesome, awesome Notre Dame post-football yeah. stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. kids with his dad type of deal. But, man, I didn't even – and then he got it. You know, it was one thing to interview. <laughs> and then he got it. That's where the big ups come from, getting it. You know, one thing that – that's why I'm pretty sure he wasn't talking too much about it because, you know, you, you don't want to hype it up like you, you applying for it and not get it. You know what I'm saying? So – uh, congratulations to him. Now, all they got left is to open that GM position and I'm gonna be on that computer. <laughs> Type the <to> application. <laughs> Send in my reference letters. <laughs> Yo. So we have a hey, contact him, bro. We got to get him on before it's official. Official. Yes. I mean, he got his name tag on the wall now. Yes, the, yeah. Outside the office. I said, oh, shoot. So you, you, They call you Mr. Carlisle in the building. <laughs> so look here. Until he changes his Twitter title, yep. he's he's fair game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Call Until him, let him know. We need him on the show tomorrow. We need him on the show tomorrow. Look, I'm the producer normally. LL Nation, Malik. 
right here. He te- he should be texting him right now. Text right now. I'll like, text yo, we need you on the show tomorrow the show. before everything is like dot dot. What's up, man? This is how we do it. We spend it different. Yeah, we just go get direct. We a direct a direct line journalism right here. Direct journalism. <laughs> Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. I would tell you to pull the Nori drink champs and just call them and put them on speaker. Yeah, look, I'm gonna have to in a minute. <laughs> But you know, he got kids now. So you, you CFP got- Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We respond to all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Woo. That's that's director that's player. That's huge, man. That's, that's huge. God. That's well, his dad was the strength coach for like NFL teams for a long time. NFL refs, Purdue, when Purdue was like kind of fast for the few years, they had the 4 2 running backs, you know. But man, congratulations, Mayor. Hopefully, I mean, what, what, what is the title? Like, what is the the objectives as a player person? Are you handling the media relations? What you handling as uh, the player director? I mean, hopefully, it has something to do with NIL. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has and a contract. Hopefully he can come in there and, and work with ND Media and talk about the importance of expanding the media coverage. And, you know, you don't have to be Deion Sanders in Colorado, but you have to do something. You have a charismatic head coach. Hey. I'm sure that would not mind being followed around. He needs it. He during needs the week. Camera. Absolutely. Sell the program. He need a little YouTube show, you know, just something on the. I mean, hey, he he ain't no, he ain't too far out the generation of the TikToks and the. You now he need to be coaching too, but you know, as the head coach, you more of like the quarterback. Yeah, you don't gotta go run and get the first down necessarily, necessarily, but you can draw up a play, get your media strategy because you know why it's gonna lead to his clothing line. That the next apparel deal needs to come in with that fine print yeah. you know that marcus freeman line under in that fine print and jack needs to sign off on it as a favor for a favor you know what i mean yeah you know you i can i can you know jack can hand you a script you know i just need you to get that marcus <laughs> freeman line man you know help my guy out so like i said fantastic weekend of sports viewing left fantastic man like saturday was incredible and i get a break in between games i'm getting ready to watch the northwestern ucla game and yes it was shout out to northwestern they game effort very game effort shout out to shy town zone amari bailey doing things for the bruins wait 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 wait. you're he's from chicago bro wait a minute wait a minute do your research. <laughs> Do your research. He's Do definitely research. Not claiming Chicago, though. He's claiming that's not Chicago. true. It's not true. It's not true. Okay. Not true. Well, first of all, look. To me. First of all, I'm a Bailey fan. You could be a fan. My daughter. My daughter is is his girl. Okay. Not girlfriend, but I mean that he reps Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's out Cali. He reps Chicago or the crew that they kick it in. So yes, let's let's relax, relax. 
Relax. There you go. I let all you dating cats get y'all. Yeah. Can you explain to me why dating is always a location in a tournament? What is so special oh. about dating, dude? Oh, well, in fact, we have Here a we lot go. of historical historical. I was looking for a quick answer, bro. I don't need a dissertation. <laughs> I was looking for a quick answer, but go ahead. Well, you know, we bring all the world leaders, you know, back okay. in back in Obama's time. Okay. We bring all the world leaders to Dayton to, to show them the real culture of America in Dayton, Ohio is the first game of the tournament. Yeah. That's that that right there. Yeah. If we didn't have that, there will be no tournament. Yeah. So Dayton, Ohio has a stronghold in basketball culture. Because remember who who beat UCLA when they was undefeated? Back when they had Kareem and all them guys. It was Dayton. Yeah. Dayton beat them. Dayton had we got the we got the plaque and all type. Look, we're the shift of culture in basketball. Oh boy. I'm just saying. That's why like I said back to our regularly scheduled programming. I want to say in between games, I got a chance to switch over. I had turned away from the World Baseball Classic. We had a quarterfinal game between Venezuela and the United States. And I'm watching the game, and it's a fabulous game. The United States jumps out three zip. I turn back, it's 5 2. So when I turn back, Venezuela has scored five consecutive runs to go up 7 5. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Of course, I turn back, and who's standing at the plate for the United States? None other than Chicago White Sox, Tim Anderson, who draws a nice walk in the polar bear. It's a bloop single. Wait, is this the is the game against Canada? No, this is the game against Venezuela. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They load the bases, and eventually Trey Turner hits a grand slam. <laughs> and And, yo... Because they were playing in Miami. Well, you already know Miami is nothing but a mixture of Latino, Cuban, just it's little crazy. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Stadium goes crazy. They win the game and then they go on to defeat Cuba yesterday in the semifinals. And now they wait to see who they go. They fly to Japan today. Tomorrow night is the championship. Either they'll face Japan or they'll face Mexico, who they lost to earlier in pool play. So it was very interesting. Dude, everything, everything was dramatic. Everything was dramatic this weekend. It's absolutely fantastic. And this is why I sent out a tweet yesterday, Left that for some reason got all types of responses. Mm. And it was the responses that I got <laughs> had nothing to do with what I meant by the tweet. Of course. Right? It never does, right? <laughs> like, but people actually started breaking it down, right? So I said college hoops is no different than college football. This weekend was more evidence. First of all, I want to say that let me tell you why college basketball and March Madness has it. Okay. Number one, it is the greatest collection of coaching that you will ever see in one weekend of sports. 
the coaching in college basketball is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, especially Mike, just game. Just, just dude. When you talk about the underdogs and the coaches and, and the adjustments they make and how they use their style of play to go up against teams like Purdue and Kansas. Purdue and FDU, and they just kept going to the it's top. absolutely phenomenal to see the coaches and X's and O's and how they use their strengths to bring out the weaknesses of the bigger teams, right? You, you see 10 fantastic coaches every year on the lower levels. Notre Dame, let me tell you something. If Jack Swarbrick can't come away with a big-time coach from this tournament, he's not good at his job. We should have got the dude from last year that brought the, the Cinderella team. He's uh, not good at his job, right? You look at Nate Oates was a darling yeah. just about four or five years ago at Buffalo in yeah. a tournament. Yeah. And look what he's built in Alabama. He's killing it. Every year there's a Nate Oates in a tournament. Every Go year. find them. That's how Shaka got his start. Absolutely. Go find them. No, there's no excuse for Notre Dame's men's basketball program not to come out of this tournament when it's all said and done with a big time hire as their next men's basketball. The lower player. hires, I feel like in basketball are the, the sweetest ones. Yes. For whatever reason, the older, the older basketball coaches, okay, you can get away with it, but there's always the the up-and-coming junior community college basketball coach that's undefeated for like three years in a row, goes to a small team, makes them really good. Yes. I don't know what it is about the, the small-time basketball coaches that – I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see in the tournament these smaller teams on paper and the roster spots play huge against teams that have been – Yes, the darling of all. I mean, like it's just like, man, where are these teams? I think college basketball is way more even than college football. Heck yeah! First of which all, is, it's, which is it's, why it's, I think they're different. You don't have as many scholarships but to corral the top of the talent. The transfer portal makes it easy for the talent to be dispersed, and then it's not enough scholarships, dude. There's some very talented hoopers across this country. Wait, you don't think there's enough? Wait, in terms of like full ride scholarships, I thought there was more. Bro, there are there are young men playing D two basketball and D one, double A, double A, that are definitely worthy to be in the the tournament. That have the skills to be in the tournament. We see it all the time. Fairly, dude. Fairly Dickinson, their coach leaves a Division two school, brings three players with him. And they're playing in the tournament this year, killing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the amount of talent that is dispersed throughout because the opportunities just aren't there, right? Wait, do you think that was a is that is that a combination with good coaching? You know how if a quarterback has a great coach, he's going to be better on whatever level at that time. Yeah. Do you think it travels? I think coaching matters more in basketball than in football. Well, it, it's coaching matters from the standpoint of game plan. Right. You have to be able to adjust. And this is why it's just like football. Coaching matters. Yeah, it it's does. Not, don't, disrespect, don't disrespect Kirby and no, no. Dabo and Nick Saban. Like, they just roll the ball out, roll the pass out. No, no, no. Coaching matters. Yes. They're really good coaches. 
They're really good coaches. Kansas is at home. And I look, shout out to Norm Roberts. Man, right-hand man to Bill Self. Right-hand man to Bill Self when he was a head coach of the Fighting Illini. He was a big imprint of why Chicago once again, once again came to the forefront for Illinois and recruiting where Bill Self got down there from Tulsa, from Tulsa. But let me tell you something. You up four, you up four with three minutes left in that game against Arkansas. Bill Self brings that home if he's on the sideline. And speedy recovery to Bill Self after his procedure. If Bill yeah, Self is on the sideline instead of Norm Roberts, Kansas is beating Arkansas. Kansas would have beat him because Kansas looked like they had no offense that whole time. That last, what, six-minute stretch, they didn't even have a basket or yeah. even an attempt. It was just yeah. like, yeah, look real oh, sloppy. That's one thing. Coaching matters. That's my first point. That's what I want to point out because it is really a display. It's almost like a, a, a conference of the best coaches. Yeah, they, and they, and uh, you, get, you really get to see them going at it against one another. You get yeah. to see what the coaches at schools like Florida Atlantic, who was a surprise all year, top 25 team, fairly Dickinson. No, Coach Henderson, who 20 years ago was the point guard for Princeton when they yeah. beat number one UCLA. Now he's the head coach, and you see what Princeton is doing. It's yeah. just, man, it's phenomenal narratives, phenomenal stories, and it is clearly a display of great coaching. It's one of the best displays of coaching over a weekend that you're going to see. And you'll see, that, and you'll see that with the college football expansion playoffs, the coaching week-to-week in playoff situations. I hope it'll, so. It'll be like bowl, so. game, bowl game every, every game. Yeah. And, and how they – well, maybe not as close, but you'll see a lot of – who can coach and who can't? Because I think college football and how it's been framed because it's only been four teams in the playoffs when it matters. Yeah. You're gonna see a lot of coaches get exposed for not being able to coach. That's gonna change a lot in college football because most of the time guys are getting paid to recruit. Yes. The best coaches are most of the time the ones in the final four, which is the ones that we expect. There's great coaching at Alabama. For the most part, not last year. I do not. I'm, a, I'm not a Bill O'Brien fan, so I wouldn't say last year. But they usually have great coaching. Georgia has the best coaches. I would say they have the best coaches in college football. The way they're able to just—I would say it's more than just the talent they have. They're out scheming teams. Except I'm glad you said that, left. Because you can out scheme all you want to. This is another reason. Number one, coaching. College football and college basketball are the same thing. You need some darn good coaches to win. There's better coaches in college basketball, though, than in college football. Because think about it. High school football can't even coach that way. You think so? <laughs> Listen, high school football. I'll take your word for it, love. And college, well, most of college football coaches, because a lot of it is the information that what makes the college game different mm -hmm. than the NFL yeah, is a huge gap because of coaching. There's so many gimmicks you can do in football now where it's harder to do gimmick basketball. Like you can do a fast break. You can be a half court team, but in football, you like, you can do the wing tee. 
that takes a certain level of coaching. Or you can be an air raid and everything in between. So I think the level of coaching that you have to have to get everybody on the same page in football is way harder than basketball. Basketball has as many coaches as players. Yeah. Which I think is is cool, but it's it's hard to do in football. Yeah. Number one, Sweet 16 starts on March 23rd. We talked about coaching. Number two, just like college football, you need dudes, right? Because, you you know, if you have more players on the field in football, you need more dudes. You say, well, what are you saying? You need first-round talent. If you're going to win a championship, whether in football or basketball, you need elite talent. Need some freaks. You need elite talent. Out of the 16 teams, out of the 16 teams left in this tournament, six of those teams have lottery picks. Projection. Project, out of the 16 teams, yeah. six of the teams have projected lottery picks in the 2023 draft, and another three have guys projected to the first round that could sneak into the lottery with a performance in a Sweet 16 and possibly the Final Four. And that's you need big-time talent to yeah. win. I don't care how more spread out the talent is. You got to have some NBA guys at least. You need dudes to win national titles, period. Period. Well, you talk about Nate Oates, wait a minute. how great a coach he is. He's a much better coach when Brandon Miller is on the floor. I guarantee you that. Are you saying to to win it or to get there? Because Loyola don't have any NBA talent. Loyola ain't win a darn thing. What are you talking about? They got they got to the Final Four. Name me a champion <laughs> that did not have a first round lottery. Pick. Oh, um, Butler. Butler didn't win a championship. Yeah, they did. Well, they didn't. Oh, who? They lost to Duke. Oh, that's right. Let me think. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com